Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this program. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And, well, might not be that exciting, but that's what we're here to do is teach you about mortgages. I have to admit, it's been a pretty hot topic lately. But with here, London, surrounding area, that's where we we really shine. Um, we, you know, we've been helping out people for over 20 years now. And, uh, yeah, pun intended, but we're here to teach you interesting ways to save you interest. So what I want to do is just kind of make some of us, you know, listeners realize, and even myself, I realize that, wow, how banking has changed um, as far as getting advice. This is where we've really seen things change. And I just want to go back in history because I found out something that's kind of decent. And, you know, I'll, I'll post this throughout our, our social and get this out there. But did you know this is crazy, but did you know that still a lot of people, if you were to get mortgage advice, where would you go? You'd probably go to your bank. We've been doing this for hundreds of years. People in London, if you want to get mortgage advice, you would walk into your branch and they would give you advice and teach you what they have. Now, that bank might say, hey, this is our best rate. Go ahead and shop around. Let us know what you find. Bring it back to us and we'll beat it. Well, okay, so you have to get in your car, drive around the city find a lower rate, have another meeting, drive back, do all that work. The bank knew that it was so much work for you to leave and go to another bank that you likely would just stay there. Okay, now I want to go back in history. Are you ready for this? Did you know that mortgage brokering was done in the city of London even before the very first bank branch? Yes, mortgage brokers were here in the city helping grow the city, the first buildings in the city were from a mortgage broker, even before there was a bank branch here in London. Now we're going all the way back to the early 1800s, but go and look up George Jervis Goodhue, other known as London's first millionaire, I guess you could say. His estate was worth $650,000 at time of death, which is about mid-1850s. But if we go back in time, he had enough money as a mortgage broker and pooled it together with people that they actually helped grow downtown London by mortgage brokering. I wonder what the interest rates were back then. Rumor is there was documents from 6% up to 24%. Kind of like today, folks. So hundreds of years later, and here we are, ah, you know, thousands of years later, and here we are the same. So believe it or not, mortgage brokers are not a new thing. They were doing mortgages here in London even before, like I said, the very first Bank of Canada. Now, that's where George Jervis Goodhue came in. He did so much financing, he helped open the first branch of Upper Bank of Canada, which as we know was our first bank back then. So that's back in the early 1820s to 1836. So, wow, just to be known, I get a lot of people that say to me, well, really? I go to my bank. It's, it's a new thing now to go to a broker. No, folks, it's not. <laughs> they did it back in the 1800s. So now bringing us up to time. And here's where I've noticed things change from my grandparents. So I'll be honest, I'm just under 50 years old. No, 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 no. Let's just say I'm just over 40 years old. That's how old I am. So mid 40s. But the point I'm getting at, I start thinking back about my childhood, my teen years, who taught me about money growing up? And, you know, what kind of advice were we given from our parents? 
our parents love us. They're not going to give us bad advice. But where did their advice come from? Okay, naturally, their grandparents likely. So I started thinking back because I've mentioned it before on the show many times. I live more of a small town. Well, it was a small town growing up, but Dorchester, Ontario, just outside of London there, of course. And I grew up out there and you'll notice there's only two branches out there. So sometimes on this program, I I name drop uh, TD or Scotia a little more than other banks, but that's only because I'm used to dealing with them more in my small town. Those are the two branches. So if I wanted to get any advice, for example, you know, in the nineties, I wanted to go get a car loan. So I went into the branch and got their advice. I wanted to invest. I went into the branch. They designed, you know, RSP set up for me. So I started talking to my grandparents, my parents, and yeah, did you know, for example, what would you do if you had $100,000 to invest? Would you go into a branch and invest it? Would you take the branch's advice to invest your money? Maybe. But I've noticed over the years, our grandparents, that's what they did. If they wanted to invest their money, they went into the branch and talked to someone. Nowadays, we usually have an investor, a broker. Maybe we do it direct investing. We have ways, but very, very seldom. Not too many people go into the branch and take the advice of someone from a branch. Do you agree? Because as we get older, assets are our most important thing. So when it comes to banking, investments are very important. That's the number one, I would say. You want to see your portfolio grow so that advisor is extremely important to you. In fact, usually it's a relationship. It's, oh, it's my cousin Jim or my, you know, my Aunt Betty who helps advise or, you know, someone that you trust because relationships matter, folks. Don't forget that. So let's, let's just agree that when it comes to investing, you would likely deal with someone you trust very much which can we agree, maybe 1%, 10% would use a branch to invest? Probably even under that, I don't know. So there's one thing that has changed massively over the last 100 years, let alone back in the 1820s. But let's agree that we likely wouldn't go into a branch to invest. So let's talk about the next asset, life insurance. Okay, you're going to get life insurance out for your family, maybe through your business to take care of, you know, as you get older and Unfortunately, knock on wood, but pass on. This is where your life insurance takes place. Where would you go to get that advice? Would you walk into your local branch to get life insurance? Possibly, but a lot of people have an insurance broker. They write up a plan, you know, one million, half a million, maybe write it through the business. Maybe write up a plan for your your children to protect them for 20 years. More like an investment to protect their health. Okay, so these are assets would you go into the branch to get that advice? Mm, a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people, again, have a relationship. Someone they care about. Someone that cares about them. Someone they trust. That's who would usually write up the life insurance. Okay. So these are your two biggest assets. Life insurance, investing, maybe, okay, auto insurance, just to protect you while you're driving. Would you go into your local branch to get advice for your auto insurance? No. A lot of us go outside brokerage. There's many companies outside of a bank that offer auto insurance. So these are all the the advisors that we would use for all good things in our life. We wouldn't go into the branch to get advice. 
That's how banking has changed massive over the years. That means really deep down, we don't trust the advice of the branch because you likely wouldn't get any of your assets there. Now, what we'll do is we'll talk about debt. Do we still get all of our debt from the branch? Yes, we get our debt from the bank, but do we get our advice from the bank? Wow, that time has gone by fast. If you're just tuning in, I'm Michael Mullis from a company called Mortgage Teacher. Look us up, mortgageteacher.com. And on today's program, we've gone way back in London history to distinguish that, wow, mortgage brokers actually wrote mortgages here in London even before Canada's first London bank. Tune back right after this news break. Well, welcome back. Let's get back to it. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And hopefully you weren't too bored and changed that channel. But if you're just tuning in now, please look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Read the reviews, do some research. We are on social, more Instagram and Facebook. Sorry, you TikTokers out there. I haven't got that advanced yet. I'm a little bit of a dinosaur when it comes to that, but I don't want it taking up my time. I'm too busy. So if you want, you can always call me out. Speaking of us lovely old dinosaurs, you can always give us a shout. 226-289-2991. Of course, leave a message, but we will get back to you right after that. So what we were talking about, I want to get back to the topic because as we age, we start to notice the things that we've learned growing up and we start to think, was that advice in our best interest? Yes, we're talking mortgages, so interest is a hot topic, but still what we distinguished before the break was assets. We don't really use banks advice to invest. Now I'm talking about walking into your branch. If you have private banking, absolutely, because that's a relationship. And that's the problem with the banks. They often make it difficult to maintain a relationship. The number one complaint I get about all the banks or the branches is every time I go back in there, I now want to repeat my story and continue, but it's somebody new I have to deal with. It's somebody new I have to deal with. You know, you go back three years later to talk about what happened three years ago and Boom, it's a different person. And that's a difficulty. Now, they're trying to help that with private banking, but let's be honest, if you're a private involved with private banking, we're not talking mortgages. I mean, you have the money. I understand that. But now we've got kids, grandkids out there, and they're getting advice from someone. Who are they going to get the advice from? That's where I'm coming from. So if somebody works at a specific bank, of course, they're going to sell or teach their products only. Here at Mortgage Teacher, we're allowed to be a little bit unbiased. So when we talked about the history of how things have changed, well, let's go back again to the three assets. Investing, life insurance, car insurance, you know, those things you wouldn't use the advice. And what I was alluding to was debt. Okay, debt is bad. <laughs> it's bad stuff. Meaning, who's going to give us advice on debt? Well, the first debt we usually get is a car loan. Or a credit card. Yeah, let's start with a credit card. Usually people start out with a $1,000 credit card at 18 years old. That's your first debt. I teach people all the time to get in and start building your credit score by going and get it your card. So I say this to our first-time home buyers. You have to build your credit for a while before you get a mortgage. So we teach that a lot. So of course you go and get your credit card at the bank, but here's what I'm finding, folks. I teach people all the time, go into your branch and get a credit card, you know, start building. 
but they come back with a Costco card or Canadian Tire or, you know, I've seen, I've said it on the show before, somebody came in with a Toronto Maple Leafs card. The point I'm getting at, we get our consumer debt, our credit cards elsewhere. We don't take the bank's advice. We don't, we might get it at the bank, but a lot of us might get it somewhere else. Maybe we get, you know, better cash back or points back for it. There's always, you know, groceries we're a big fan of. It's been going on for years. So lo and behold, even debt, we don't necessarily go and use the bank's advice when it comes to credit cards. The second biggest debt, like I just mentioned, was a car loan. This is where I was affected because back in the 90s, I would go into my local branch here in Dorchester. They would say, Michael, you know, you're pre-approved for $8,500 car loan. So a lot of you can relate to this. I would go get that black and white auto trader with a highlighter and I would circle every single vehicle that was under $8,500, for example. That's how we worked and get a vehicle before. But nowadays, we go to one of our great dealerships here in London and they lay out the financing. I'll go to a dealership uh, and they'll lay out, you know, here's five different loans and you might take a BMO loan coming out of your TD account and guess what? You don't care. It's just a payment coming out. So now I've come to realize that, wow, even car loans, our second biggest debt in life, we don't typically get the advice through a branch anymore. We get it through the dealership. So the final straw, the final thing the bank's holding on to, the final thing that Canadians, like we started this show with, if you wanted mortgage advice, where would you likely go? Finally, people are realizing that mortgages maybe is the last thing that we shouldn't go into the branch to get advice on. Maybe just like all these other things that we have migrated away from, Maybe mortgages now, aha, we'll get someone that can teach us all the mortgages. And that's where Mortgage Teacher has shined. And even through COVID, some branches were closed. So how are you going to get mortgage advice? So for example, here in town, if it was TD in Dorchester, it closed down for COVID and we had to go out to the Ingersoll branch. That's fine. Well, I could still do all the TD mortgages and send them to TD for servicing. No problem. And everybody was happy. So that's what's great, how we can work together. And I really see it in the small towns, such as Dorchester. We have mortgage teacher here on county. So congratulations if you're up the Grand Bend area or migrating north because it's growing. We have that location too for you. So we know these areas well. We are here to help advise you with all the banks. So it's not us against the bank. We will help you get a discount at the bank. And here's my favorite question. <clears throat> How can you get cheaper than I can when I'm walking into the bank? Folks, wholesale, retail, we've been dealing for this for decades now. If you're walking into a branch, that branch is likely renting space. That branch probably has salaried employees in it. They have overhead. Of course, they have a certain rate they're supposed to give you. When I'm sending that in, maybe I'm sending it in with another 50 million. Maybe it's another 60, 70 deals I'm tied years with. And folks... Don't think the banks are any different than any other work company out there. They are short manned. It is hard to get good quality in all kinds of businesses right now. The banks are no different, meaning we have to work smarter than ever and we have to work more efficient than ever. The point I'm getting at, the way I get you a discount through Mortgage Teacher to any of your banks is efficiency. I'm easy to work with. Imagine sending a deal to a ba your bank and say I talk to your bank today because you want to close a mortgage in October. Well, 
Now we got the bank working on your file for four or five months, for example. Okay, where if I want to send your deal close to October, here's the deal, here's the appraisal, here's the paperwork, here's the lawyer waiting. They want their payments coming out bi-weekly starting that week, please. And here's the void check out of their bank. Thank you very much. Boom, they're done the deal. Start to finish in 25 minutes. That saves the bank a whole lot of time, which as you know, saves the bank a whole lot of money. And boom, yes, the bank will maybe drop your interest rate 0.25. So the old way of searching for a mortgage folks of, you know, jumping on and where's the lowest rate I'm calling, you know, all Timbuktu to get the lowest interest rate I can. That's not the way to do it anymore, folks. It's by getting someone that's quick, smart, efficient, and unfortunately, even smart with technology to help get that paperwork of yours compliant to the head office. Because even let's go back to the COVID. I hate bringing it up, but the truth is, What, you were supposed to email paperwork to your banker over their internet, their email to their house? How many servers are your documents going through? What are the safety cautions here? And that's what we want to be careful with business. You have private information. You still want to keep that secure. And that's what we do here at Mortgage Teacher. We have the software to give you a portal to get all your documents safe with a password. And we can easily get that off to a head office at a bank and they can underwrite within minutes. That's the efficiency, folks. So just like all the other things in banking, mortgages are switching. People are switching to using a broker. They're not going into their branch and getting advice like they used to. They used to do that first, but now they're starting to learn. Wait a minute. Just like George Jervis Goodhue way back in the 1820s in London, maybe you're going to go get your advice from someone that understands money instead of somebody that's selling you money. That's just my take, folks. I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher. And like I said, look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Maybe you don't need some financing advice, but you know someone that does. Please send them through and we'll be standing by. Have a great weekend, folks.